buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Of course, Gary is up in the Twin Ports there and I'm down here in Punta Gorda, Florida. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Jim, we're doing real good up here. We, um, we're having a great summer so far, albeit it's been a short one. It's, um, uh, it's shaping up to be a pretty nice summer so far. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's come and gone fast, hasn't it? My gosh, it's already August. It's just a, it's it's funny how quickly these things go. They started school down here already. Oh, really? That's early, boy. They have it's a weird a- yeah. They have a different kind of a school schedule down here um, where they go all year, but they have bigger you know bigger breaks at uh, like Thanksgiving, I guess, and st- things like that. So. They start, they start basically three weeks earlier, but they make up for it with time off, I guess. So. What um, do the schools have air conditioning down there? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to go too many places without air conditioning. Yeah. So anyway, um, why don't we why don't we talk about dive right into interest rates because that's kind of been the the most. Excuse my. The most interesting topic in real estate has been um, where these rates have gone. Well, you know, uh, the word that we use for mortgage interest rates right now are, vol- are volatile. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 been that way uh, for quite some time um, since the end of March, actually, that we've had this volatility in the marketplace. Um, but recently, we've seen a decline. In the, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a decline in the mortgage interest rates, and uh, the um, the current thirty year conventional fixed rate is at five point one two five. The uh, FHA thirty year term fixed rate is not really changed; it's still at five point seven five, but the VA um, has come down. So the thirty year term on the VA um, mortgage loans are at five point two five. Um, but you know, we talk about, we've talked about Jim, the, uh, people getting priced out of the market, you know, when these interest rates went up and, and that helping reel in some of the, uh, the activity that's been going on, the multiple offers and just the, the, the way this market has just been, you know, running wild. Uh, but, uh, you know, and we, we primarily talk about the 30 year term rates, but there are other options for people. And you know, if you want to, if you can afford to do a twenty-year loan or a fifteen-year loan, uh, for example, the those are under five percent. Right. If you can do a twenty-year fixed rate, Jim, those are at, uh, and these are this is for a conventional loan. That's at four point six to five, and the fifteen-year term is at four and a half. So there are some options, and I had an interesting conversation with somebody this week and one of the kids was buying a home and they couldn't afford it with the interest rate and for whatever reason the first thing that popped into my head is is i just said well have you thought about uh, the uh, adjustable rate mortgages you know we don't talk about those right yeah exactly yeah 
And, and so uh, they, they looked at me and they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, the adjustable rate mortgages are, uh, the, the initial interest rate is way low. I think some of them are down, you know, in the 3% range. And some of these lenders have a, you know, they can't adjust for like the first five to seven years. And so you can, you can, in essence, get that in that 3% range of a mortgage and not have to worry about the interest rate changing for five to seven years. And when you look at how long people stay in a house on average, you know, generally these, these you know, people sell every seven years. Yeah. Yep. And, and that hasn't changed in decades. Yeah. So, but the other part of this, Jim, is if they can do that and they can, they can then have their affordability come back so they can purchase a house. What that does is it gives them the option to watch the market. And if these interest rates do start to come back and they do start to fall in maybe a year, maybe a couple of years, but at least they're safe in their mortgage for the five to seven years. And they can play that game where they watch the mortgage rates and if they come back down into a favorable rate they can refinance yeah exactly. and then they can get into one of those longer term mortgages so i think that those could potentially be some options for people to consider um now having said that you know one of the things that that will happen is they'll end up paying double closing costs so i mean if you get a a, a mortgage now and you pay your closing costs you know all the bank you know the uh, loan financing charges the closing company charges and then you refinance you're going to pay those again so try to calculate what the actual numbers are should you do that you know you have to you have to take that into consideration but um it does if you can't if you've been priced out of the market right now jim because of these higher interest rates this is an option for people and it's something people don't think about and so i think getting this to the marketplace to start considering considering this this is something that you and i had talked about you know a couple of months ago is, is what's going to happen if these interest rates take off you know the mortgage world and lending world isn't going to just shut down i mean no. we're still going to have activity but they're going to have to come up with different products and i think even though the adjustable rate mortgage was a very scary term in the late 2000s um I think that's something that you could possibly see come back into play. What do you think? I do. Um, and I, I think that there's a, a, it depends on the need, just like you're saying. Another, another thing that some people know they're going to be moving, you know, within a certain number of years, you know, due to uh, work or, or just a plan, you know. Um, so that rate makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, interest rates are going to be all over the map. Yes, they usually are a little bit. You know, and who knows what, where we're going to be in two or three years. The interest rates might be back down to, you know, like 4% for a long-term rate, 3%. We don't know. And you and I have proven over the years that we're pretty bad at predicting where it's going to go, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, and I think that sometimes when you get those, um, those adjustable rate terms, um, some of the costs might be, a little bit less or 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 even um kind of built in you know uh i remember seeing a lot of advertisement about you know no closing costs and um but you know they roll them into the into the rate but still you get a you get a better starter rate 
Um, and I remember when uh, when I was working up there, there were there were some of the local banks that did like a ten year fixed mortgage. You know where the where the yes. uh, you know and you could. You know, so I mean, it depends on your term too. You want a better rate? If you can afford to pay it off faster, you'll get a better rate. So, yeah, but if if and the thing you got to remember, and with these ten-year terms, you know, what are they amortizing it over too? If they're amortizing it over a ten-year term, that's going to be a, a payment that most people simply can't afford. But if they can amortize those things over a longer term, but basically give you like a balloon payment in ten years, those are favorable. But, uh, um. Uh, I think that that you you just it's something you have to be aware of and, and be uh, you know talk to your local lenders about you know what are my options. But I think some of these options will come back on the table for people and help them be able to get back into the marketplace um, should these interest rates stabilize in that five to six percent range. And that'd be interesting to see how this market um, uh, ends up. Yes, I I agree with you. Um, it, but you know, I think you're right. You can't, you can't, um, you have to keep your options open. Um, you know, especially if you need a house and there are a lot of people that need a house still. So they've got to figure out, you know, how they're going to make that happen. And if they can get a lower rate and, um, you know, take on a shorter, a shorter term, um, you know, that's, that's gotta be one of the answers as well. Yeah. I don't know how we're doing on time here, Jim, but, uh, we got another two um, minutes. The um, adjustable rate mortgages made up ten percent of all new home loan applications uh, in twenty twenty two so far. So, um, when that started, whether or not they've seen some some bigger activity here recently in the last say, ninety two hundred and twenty days, um, that would be um, interesting to know. But um, um, I think you're going to see these adjustable rate mortgages come back into into play here yep i agree i agree so gary real quick before we we check out for break i i'm on realtor.com and and they have this uh most popular homes kind of of the week thing that they've got going on um top 10 and number nine is 7049 van road in duluth minnesota uh, really yep um 499.9 um and it's a lakefront cabin. Um, now, Van Road, isn't that on Island Lake? Yep, that's on Island Lake. That's in kind of a cool little area up there. Right, yeah. Um, it looks like it's on actually one of the inlets before you get to Island Lake. But, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, so apparently they, they have a way of, uh, of um, pulling houses that have been popularly searched. And, uh, and this one on Van Road in Duluth, um, as of today, is number nine. So Interesting. Yep. Yeah, you know, Van Road has had several properties come on the market this summer, and there's I actually wrote an offer on one. There's been multiple offers on all of them. So, uh, uh, and I believe my son uh, sold one of those that came on the market earlier this year for to some people from Massachusetts, I think. Oh, really? And, okay. and one of them was a local. They grew up here, went to school here, and they wanted to buy a second home but they actually live in, in Massachusetts and this was several hundred thousand dollars. So, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get anything cheap on the lake. That's for sure. Well, all right, Gary, listen, we're up on our break time. So folks, you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show and we will be right back. Hey, 
Welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney, Gary Callagher here from Remax. If you're interested in finding a house down here in Florida, give me a call, 218-348-7653. And Mr. Callagher, why don't you give out your uh, information, please? Up here in Twin Ports, I'm, uh, my number is 218-390-0615, licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. All right. So... We kind of worked through interest rates. How's the market, Gary? Jim, I still think the market is stable. I mean, I think there's there is less less activity, um, and you know, I had a little bit of an interesting conversation with somebody earlier this week about. Uh, they said that they had talked to another agent and asked the agent how the market was. Uh, they had asked me how the upper end market was, and I said I thought it was on fire. And they uh, they said that was interesting that they had talked to another agent. That agent said that the market that market had slowed down. Right. And I said, ah, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. And I I was explaining to this person the um, my reasoning behind it. So then I I got to thinking and I thought, well, now I got to go check it. And I watched that market. So I mean, I I did have somewhat of a handle on the uh, what the numbers were. And 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 we're we're talking, you know over in the uh, the Duluth area here. Right. And so, uh, so far this year, Jim, and th- we have sold, and I went from $675,000 plus. That was my bottom line, was houses okay. uh, at the end, at the bottom of six seventy five. So far this year, Jim, we've sold 40 houses of $675,000 plus or more. And six of those 40 units have sold for over a million dollars. Now, if you remember last year, we had the, what I believe is the lar- biggest year ever for a million dollar homes sold in this market. And I think the number was like 17 houses sold over a million dollars last year. So then I looked at the pending market and there are 17 properties that are that 675 plus that are pending waiting to close and three of those are over a million dollars. All right. So here we are in August, and by the time we get to September, we're going to have uh, nine of these properties over a million dollars that have sold, and uh, almost sixty properties that are in that six seventy-five plus range. Um, and then you look at the active market, you know, for these properties, and uh, you you know. They're out there, but there's not a lot of them. You know, and not all of these houses are going to sell, but I consider that to be a very healthy active market. And my reasoning behind this is quite simply, Jim, as I think it's the medical community here. And everybody knows what's going on with the Essentia Medical Campus. St. Luke's is certainly expanding. And they are bringing in people from, I believe, all over the, the planet. This is an international draw for workers. Right, right. Um, you know, your your professional uh, uh, doctors, nurses, those types of things. And this, and then the, then you've got the staffing of this. And, and so this isn't going to be a small thing. And I, I believe that the Twin Ports is poised for this upper end market to be so active here over the next few years that I was, again, a little bit taken aback by hearing that, that they thought it was slowing down when I 
I think the opposite. I think this is a very active market and that it's going to continue to stay strong simply because of the medical community. Now, I, 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 there are things that can certainly like put a curveball into things. You know, we talk about global events, all these types of things certainly hamper anything, you know, that we deal with, you know, in our lives. But if things stay somewhat stable, I I certainly believe that this upper end market in the Twin Ports is going to be very good. And, and over in Superior as well, Jim, you look at the numbers over there, and I, Superior is selling the, um, uh, some of the, the highest priced houses that they've ever sold. I mean, there are several properties over there, the most expensive house, and I consider Superior proper. I mean, there are some right. properties on the outskirts of property uh, of Superior as you get to south, and and you obviously you live down by the Nemagi Golf Course, and there are some very nice houses down there that that are spending. You right. get over on in the Billings Park area, on the you know you get the some of the river properties, and I think there's one over there now for like eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's active that hasn't sold, but I believe there's there's also one over there for five hundred plus that's on on the river that's pending, and so. Um, you're seeing activity over across the bridge in Superior that we normally don't see. And well, so I and think that those things all bode well for, for that upper end market. You know, and there's, there's houses um, that are still within the, the city limits in Superior that are on that river that you can't really see from the road. Um, and there's some really amazing houses back there too. So yeah, I, I, I believe it. There's, there's some really um, very nice situations over there. So yeah, it, and I would tell you this, that the market here, um, the high-end market here is still active. I think it has adjusted somewhat, but I mean, Gary, I got to tell you, the, the way that the prices were going around, going up down here, it was so fast and so furious. The valuations up, 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 and, and we're basically in our winter of, you know, we're in our market um, that would be like equal to February for the Twin Ports. Right, because there's not a lot of people visiting right now in in August, um, so that's got a lot to do with it. But I have seen the upper end down here take a little bit of a pause, um, but I suspect that we we get back into you know just after Thanksgiving down here, that's going to be the real test of where our market has landed, um, and I, I suspect that it's going to be you know just as busy as it was. Well, maybe not just as busy as it was last year, but it's going to be. I think it's going to be close. I'm getting the feeling that, you know, that people are back in the market and they are they are looking at different alternatives, such as um, an adjustable rate mortgage, like we were talking about, in order to get them through for the time being. So, um, yeah, I I think that we have our upper end market down here is is safe, um, at least for the foreseeable future, for sure. So. How are you handling the summertime weather down there, Jim? I know people say it gets real steamy and all that, but I think, you know, you hear you hear kind of a, a 50-50 split on this stuff. It's like, you know, I can't stand it in Florida in the summertime. It's so hot where other people say, you know what, the heat doesn't bother me. You know, I kind of like it down here. How do you handle all that down there? Well, lately it's been about 92. Um, and, and humid. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it's, it's uh, there are days that it's not quite so humid. There are days that it is. Um but the, you know, Florida's at least on the on the Gulf Coast here, where I'm at, it cools down every afternoon about 4:30 to 6 because it's it's going to rain. I mean, um, you know, seven out of ten days at that time of day, it, the rain will come in off of 
off of the uh, off of the coast, and uh, you know, it just cools everything down for the evening. I don't know. I I deal great with it. Um, like I was telling you, when when I came back up to visit in June, and I was in Duluth and Superior for four days, and three out of the four, it was right hovering around fifty-two. It was pretty easy to accept my decision. <laughs> you know. I, mean, I remember that. Yeah, one day, the first day I got there, it was 40, it didn't get above 47. And I'm like, geez, Louise. So I, I, I have uh, empathy for everybody up there um, for that. But um, I do miss, uh, I do miss the, the changing weather a little bit. But I've been here a couple of summers now, and uh, I'm, I'm totally adjusted. So well, it's okay with me. We're, in, we're not quite in the midst of hurricane season, but it is the hurricane season down there. And it oh, seems yeah, it like is, it's yeah. been a, a very slow season so far. There hasn't really been much activity, but I believe we're coming into the peak season. So hopefully things stay very calm in that uh, uh, that hurricane season down there. We don't have any issues whatsoever. Well, you know what they've been telling I mean, we are technically in it right now, of course, but they've been saying that we're supposed to get more storms than normal. Um, of course, they never know where they're going to land. Now, there really hasn't been anything significant yet. Um, and hurricane season, I believe, lasts up until, you know, sometime in December. So, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully nothing, but, um, yeah. So, Jim, I had an interesting uh, thing happen to me earlier this week, uh, looking at some land. And, and, you know, being in real estate for long as we have been, you see some, some things over the years and, there are times where, you know, you hear about this stuff and then you see it in a property and it's like, well, I know this stuff exists, but to, to get involved with it and, and actually see it on a, pro- on a property, uh, this is one of those things that happened to me that's rare that doesn't happen too often. And this is on the property and this is, you know, uh, Lake Superior property. This was a nice piece of property that came on the market and uh, the agent in the, in the remarks had in there that there was a... Um, uh, the neighboring property had built a house that was encroached 15 feet onto this land. Oh boy. You know, and this was several hundred feet of Lake Superior property, you know, and I had some buyers that were interested and we went out and looked at it and this had been there for decades, you know, nobody has done anything about it. And, you know, we went and looked at the property and it was the day after the rain and, uh, uh, we, we went down towards the lake and just, for whatever this is worth, I, I hit a muddy patch and I actually slid down the hill to the lake. Oh and, boy. Uh, <laughs> you, you... Uh, got a little bit muddy and, uh, uh, wow. but, uh very interesting, but we look at beautiful lake frontage. I, I tell you, beautiful, beautiful lakeshore on this property. And, uh, you know, but a couple things, you, you know, when you get down to the lake, there was like, I would say in some places a 30 to 50 foot drop yeah. from, the the street level which is the scenic drive down to the lake which is pretty significant you know and then the other thing uh trying to build on a house with the setbacks and everything there wasn't much land between the lake and and the scenic drive but the the bigger thing jim is is this um encroachment of this property we walked over to this thing and it's like holy cow you know this this property this garage is 15 feet into this land and this is lake superior land and this is very valuable and and you know, so I, I just called an attorney and I was talking to this attorney and asked some questions and, and she basically said, Well, it's 
they're not going to be able to sell it without getting it dealt with. I mean, you're not going to get title insurance on this thing. I mean, you're not going to be able to borrow if you borrow money to buy it, you know, because this is several hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, that this was going to cost. And, and she said, so it's going to be an issue. And what are the remedies? What do you do for stuff like that? And, you know, the, the simplest ones are to grant an easement yep. or to give that adjoining property owner a uh, the right to use that land. Um, the other option is to sell them a piece of land. Um, and, you know, but you're talking like superior property here. So right. this is very, this isn't cheap land. And then you start to calculate what a, 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 a footfront of, of late property, late superior property is up there for this type of land. I mean, it's, it's not spendy. And then, and then you've got the, the property that's been sitting there like this for decades all of a sudden, you know, knock on the door or a letter to them from an attorney, and they're like, "Well, what the heck? You know, nobody's ever done this." So, uh, very unusual type of stuff that happens. But um, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever been involved in anything like that. But if it's yeah, I have. It's actually. just unfortunate that yep. that we have to. Uh, if we were to get involved, now these people aren't going to go forward and purchase this. It's just going to be more than they want to deal with. But. Uh, somebody's going to end up dealing with this thing. And, and then you go back to when this house was built. It's how did somebody, whoever builds this thing, get 15 feet onto somebody else's land? How does that stuff happen? Right. You know what I would do if it was my listing? Just because, you know, you're going to have to take care of it. I, I would open that conversation up with the neighbor. I would, I would, even, I would ask the, the, my clients who were selling the property that encroached did I get that right? They're the ones that are selling the property. Their house encroaches on another's land. No, the, the properties that being sold, the neighbor's oh. garage encroaches onto their land, and this owner is absentee. They don't even live up here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, depending on how much land is left over, it's it's kind of hard to make them move their house. So I would I would suspect that there's going to be a slice of land that's sold off in order to accommodate this house. But, I mean, if they wanted to push it, who knows where it would go, but it would be very expensive um, to push it through through that, through that the court system there. Um, Do you remember this story a few years back about, I think this was up on the range, in the range area, where there was a similar situation where this garage sat on this neighboring property, oh, yeah. and, and the neighbor went, went, the guy that owned the property that this garage was encroaching on, he went up and chainsawed half of the garage off right i don't know if you remember that i do i thought it was a bulldozer i thought he bulldozed it but yeah no you're right i I, I knew you're where you're going yeah so i mean how could what if you know you you buy this land and you show up at the neighbor's house and you start chainsawing this guy's garage off you know so i mean those things are pretty extreme but but I, i if i remember correctly the guy that did the chainsawing of this this garage up in in the on the range he was in the right. I mean, I think this all went to court, and I think he prevailed. Right. Well, that's that's a that's one way to handle it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I remember too. There was somebody somebody had driven through a house with a bulldozer up there or something like that, and yeah, these arguments can get pretty deep. Um, you know, with with um, you know, I mean, and that's why you got to have a survey. Um, Absolutely. You, you better you better know where your property lines are before you put a building on it. Um, you know, but 
I mean, does that go back to the old adage, you know, uh, do it and then ask permission later? You know, like when we were a kid, you know, all right, well, all right, I'll I'll ask permission after I do this. Um, But that's probably not the way to work in real estate, is it? Well, it's. It, I, I agree with your approach. Is you got to start a dialogue with with the um, with the neighboring property, yep. and 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 start to deal with it because it's going to have to be dealt with. Well, you know what? Here's the other thing, and then we got a we got a break coming up here. The reason I would take uh, the reason I would reach out to the other property owner is because if you don't have kids' gloves on this thing, it could easily uh, boil down to um, we're hiring lawyers and we're going we're going to court over it. And then it's over, you know, then it's going to get very expensive for both sides. And that's just, you know, that, that doesn't seem like much of a solution, does it? Well, I think you try try to avoid those types of things. And if you can dialogue with people, that's always the best way to go. Uh, It's a uh, lot cheaper. (laughs) All right, Gary, we've got to take our break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary, why don't you give out your phone number one more time? I'm at 218-390-0615. And you can reach me at uh, 218-348-7653 if you want to buy a house down here in Florida. So um, I have uh, sold several houses to people from the Northland down here. Um so we're we're kind of creating our own little our own little group, <laughs> you know. A bunch of us are are getting together, people that have bought in houses down here, and and we get together and go out to dinner and stuff. So um, it's been kind of fun bringing people down here from up north, um, and uh, it's it's really nice down here, Gary. I know you were talking about the heat and stuff, but man, it's it's a uh, it's a beautiful beautiful part of the country down here, um, and uh, anyway, if anybody up there is interested in uh, seeing what the market's like down here give me a call well it's good to know you have a uh, um, experienced real estate agent in that market because i know that there are a lot of northlanders that are snowbirds as we call them and, right. and like to go south and florida i think is a big uh, destination for minnesotans as is i believe arizona is probably a big one in texas um but um having you as a resource down there i think is uh, uh comforting for people yeah. to you know, to be Gary, able to tap into that. So I, I got to tell you a quick one. Um, I sold a house for a guy. Uh, it was a guy that I graduated with from Superior Senior High. Um, it was his mom's house down here. And she happened to live over in Port Charlotte, which is probably about 15 miles from me. But anyway, um, we got to talking. And um, there used to be such a, a tight community down here of of twin ports people that they did have a twin ports get together at, and they had like a picnic at one of the parks, um, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it kind of, it kind of fell apart eventually, but she said they used to do it every year and it was quite, it was quite a, a lot of fun. So <laughs> I haven't heard of it, um, recurring again, but, um, that gives you an idea of how many people, from the Twin Ports actually have houses down here. Um, it, it, it is kind of surprising. Um, so, Well, there's a massive uh, exodus southbound and northbound every, uh, 
I believe it's at end of October and uh, oh, yeah. the end of April that people flock down there as the uh, we get into November and then they flock back out uh, as we start to uh, get into late spring. And uh, it's one of the interesting phenomena of, of our country of, of people doing that that uh, um, uh, happens down there. And so, well, and you, I, I sold, I had a listing and it just went pending yesterday and the buyer is from is a cop in New York City. Um, and, you know, you, 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 you listen and you hear the news about everything that's going on. It's kind of lawless up there with, you know, all of the crime and stuff. But now apparently they're like one of the hot spots for this monkeypox thing. And, <laughs> I mean, they're leaving New York significant in significant numbers. Um, and we see that every day down here. And this is just proof to it. But, you know, there are some of those markets that people just don't want to stay in anymore. And um, Duluth Superior and, and, and Florida on the Gulf Coast are definitely one of the popular places to relocate to rather than stay where, you know, where they were with all of these issues that are keep coming up. So, yeah, well, we've seen this over the past, uh, you know, two, three years where people are leaving their states. California, obviously, we've talked about that. Uh, you know, with the mass exodus of people leaving there. I think New York State is obviously, you know, one of them. And, you know, be interesting to see where where the migration takes place with people leaving leaving that state. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting, Jim, to watch the demographics over the next few years to see right. what actually happens and, and what, pro- what areas lose significant population and what areas actually gain. But I think I think you're right, you know, where, where we've talked about the massive influx of people coming into Florida and um, uh, as well as a lot of Southern states, you know, you, you talk about Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, you know, so um, I think our Southern border states are doing quite well in terms of population growth. Well, and I think that, you know, we gotta, we gotta bring into um, play, you know, California, New York, the, the kind of lawlessness that we kind of see on the news that I think, and I've had people, from both areas tell me they're going yeah it's just getting too crazy on the streets so we we just wanted to leave you know so i think that that's one thing that you'll never see um in any of the um, um market statistics of uh, of people leaving leaving areas like that but it's definitely a big factor in in what the real people are saying as they're coming out of there so have you heard that yourself at all with people coming into the area that they didn't like the crime of where they left? Uh, well, I think, you know, we've certainly heard some of that from some of the uh, Twin Cities residents that want to move up here. Yeah, I know Minneapolis you know, is kind of a downtown. Is, some of that, the issues yeah. that are going on down there. And uh, uh, in terms of people from other parts of, of the state uh, or other parts of the country, I mean, I, I obviously I think we've heard some of the uh, natural disaster issues that have been very yeah. significant to people, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's a big thing is, is um, you know, people and, you know, not, you know, being able to live to where they're not afraid to live. Right. Yeah. And that type of stuff, I think, is. But I think that's always been a big thing with people is, well, is uh, and, you know, peace of mind and that type of stuff has always been, you know, safety, all those types of things. And I California, think California burning every year is just normal now. I mean, you know, it's it's actually very early in that fire season that they they're just calling it a fire season now, 
you know, you've got a hundred square miles on fire. I mean, this was when that that fire when they they I, it was probably a week ago when I heard it was a hundred square miles. I'm like, wow, that is just amazing. And I wouldn't want to be out in that crap either. But hey, hey, Gary, um, I'm looking at um, um, Market Watch here and. Is the housing market in a recession? Here's what the economists are saying. Do you want to know what they what they all boil it down to? Yes. They all boil it down to that we are moving back into a more quote unquote normal market. They don't believe that the housing market is in a recession. You know, or or in a really big correction. They're saying that we are just getting to where things are going to be normal again. The market is simply normalizing rather than collapsing is the big quote. What do you think? I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, I think we've been, you know, when you look at at the cycle that we've been on, we just, it was unsustainable. And it, yes, it was right. good for sellers, and yes, it was good for real estate agents, and yes, it was good for the economy overall. But it's it, it, rapid price growth in anything is not sustainable. You know, perpetually is sustainable. It just can't stay that way. It's not good. It's not healthy. And so, it, you know, we had to something had to put the brakes on this market, and then, and, and it seems like the, the brakes are being pumped right now. And getting back into somewhat of a normal market is good. I still think it's healthy. I don't think by any means we've gone. I think we've slowed down a tad in some of the the mid range markets, but I I still and I still believe it's healthy. But yes, I do believe that getting back into a normal market is very healthy. It's very good for the overall market. But um, I still think you're going to see sectors of local areas that are still going to be hot. You know, and some yep. some won't be hot, but I still think, and I think we're one of those markets up here in the Twin Cities, Jim, that is going to stay hot. I agree. You know, here's one of the one of the facts that puts out here is that year over year, May to May, in the last the this last May to the May before, the 20 biggest cities in America grew at 20.5 percent appreciation. That is something that obviously can't be sustained. You know, so they say. A five percent reversal on that. In, in other words, if they're saying if they if properties go up fifteen percent this year, which I don't think they will, but I mean, again, I'm not a I'm not that good at predictions. Um, a five percent drop is a big reversal, but it's something that is uh, expected, I guess, is what they're saying. So um, there's a lot of things in that article that make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, twenty point five percent year over year. Can you imagine? We could not. We cannot have properties um, sustain that uh, every every five years um, or every four years. Basically, that would be doubling in value. Um, yeah, that's that's not sustainable. Uh, and when you well, look, I, I, go ahead. No, I think when you look at average appreciation, Jim, I think the numbers are like three to five percent annually. Right, is the the average appreciation that takes place for people. So. Twenty percent is certainly unprecedented. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. And then you know, and then right below it, right below it in this article, they got they got here are some sample houses for sale in San Francisco, California, and these houses are not 
they're on uh they're in, right in like um suburban san francisco i am not suburban but urban but yet not they don't have lake or, or ocean views or anything like that i mean four bedroom three bathroom 2100 square feet guess how much how much 1.8 million here's another one four bedroom three bath 2069 square feet 2.1 million <laughs> I mean, that just, you know, that per, per square foot is insanely high. I, I don't. That's I, crazy. I don't know how California sustains those values. How does a teacher afford a house? <laughs> I mean, wow, it just blows my mind. All right, Gary, we got about uh, 30 seconds here before our next break. Why don't you give out your phone number again? I can be reached in the Twin Ports at 218 390 and down here in Florida, you can reach me at 218-348-7653. Hang in there. We're going to be right back to wrap up the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Um, Gary and I wanted to mention that about three weeks ago, was it three weeks ago or four weeks ago? Um, about three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, we did an interview um, with Mario Dottillo, who is our mobile home park owner expert. Um, and we had an hour conversation with him about, you know, what's going on in the real estate market. And it was really a good, good show. And we had technical difficulty of getting the format to work um, for whatever reason. We had technical. But anyway... We are planning and excited about that show. I've got to figure out how to get it into a format that's that's friendly for the radio station. But, uh, folks, we're hoping to bring that to you maybe next week. All right. Yeah, and I also want to mention, Jim, is, you know, we had interviewed Mario a couple of months ago. Right. And Mario contacted you again to do another interview with us so he could put it on his right. uh, social media post. And he actually invited us on his Zoom uh, to do a Zoom interview with you and I, that he puts it out to his on his side. So that was really nice of him to do that. And uh, uh, if you're interested, you know Mario's on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and and putting he cut doing some cut up excerpts of the interview that we have is on some of his platforms. So yeah, I uh, haven't. I have thank I, him for. I have to venture out and, allowing and us see to be if, on his site as well. Yeah, I have to venture out and see how we looked. So yeah. <laughs> Anyway, his last name is D-A-T-I-L-L-O, if you want to look him up. Mario is his first name. All right, Gary, let's do some stats quick. We've got about another two minutes. Jim, here locally, here in the Twin Ports, we have 52 active listings uh, on the market. Uh, the average list price is $248,000. And um, uh, we um, uh, actually, Jim, I'm... Those numbers are inaccurate. Let me let me talk about a listing quick, and then I'll get back to these numbers. Right. I've got a listing that's on the market up on uh, at one one four seven four Highway Eight in Floodwood, and uh, we just reduced the price on this one to four sixty four nine. Jim, this is ninety one acres of land. Nice, seventeen hundred feet of frontage on the St. Louis River. Uh, this house has a custom built manufactured home on it, which is in great condition. Uh, it's got a fenced-in yard if you've got dogs or pets and you want to keep them there as well. That's really cool. And it has two outbuildings. It's got uh, a big pole building that uh, 
uh, is great. It's 42 by 60 size. And then it has a 16 by 72 horse stable. And a, a lot of this land is fenced in for horses. So if you have horses or if you want to start any type of a farm, this is just really a great area. Uh, you know, yeah, it's in floodwood, but man, 1,700 feet of frontage on the St. Louis River with all the infrastructure in for your own little farm, if you're into that type of stuff, it's it's there. And the seller is motivated. The seller will actually now consider a contract for deed on this property. And so uh, if you have any interest whatsoever in this thing, uh, you know, give me a shout and um, uh, we can get you in there and uh, take a look at it and see, see if you're interested because – this is a this is a very unique, rare type of a property, and so um, uh, getting this uh, out to people is something that we're certainly trying to do. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, sell it. The seller has a, a bit of motivation and wants to move this before the snow flies. So again, you can reach me at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. All right. Well, that'll just about do it for us. And you can reach me down here in Florida at two one eight. Three four eight seven six five three. And Gary, one last fact before we go. Guess what the median home price nationwide is, according to Realtor.com. I found it hard to believe. Four hundred and fifty thousand. That is absolutely incredible. That is incredible. All right, we gotta we gotta cut it off. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Twin Forks Real Estate Show. <laughs>